When that diagnosis comes out of the blue or the difficulties in life keep coming at you, do you feel like you're always starting at zero? Like every day it's back to square one and you can never get ahead. Today, we are going to answer the question, how can you be more prepared to get through this difficult situation? The answer is powerful. It involves a three-week road trip, and I think it's going to surprise you. So let's get started. Get ready to experience gratitude for every aspect of your life when you're facing health challenges and in a way that you never thought possible. Welcome to Gratitude Builds Fortitude, the podcast where we optimize gratitude and mindset to create a healthy, thriving body. It's time to say no to that list of three things and yes to gratitude on your own terms. I'm your host, Holly Bertone. I'm a breast cancer and autoimmune survivor turned certified natural health coach. And my mission is to help you optimize gratitude and mindset so that you can transform your overall health and wellness because you deserve love, happiness, and laughter. Before we get started, I want to take a moment to thank you for being here and to acknowledge you for taking the time to listen to the Gratitude Builds Fortitude podcast, and to invest this time in yourself and your mindset. I know that the journey to better health can be a struggle, and I want to give you a shout out for taking this positive step in the right direction. And one more thing before we get started on this episode, I will be sharing a story about a time when I possibly averted getting attacked. Nothing happened, but before I share the story, I will pause to give you a trigger warning if you wish to fast forward during this part. The first key pillar that I teach my students is the concept of the North Star. It's not only knowing where you want to go, but also where you're currently at. It's a leadership and life principle that's been handed down over the ages. And it's still extremely valid because it carries such sage wisdom. Back in 2008, I had some time between when one of my consulting jobs ended and another one began. So I took three weeks and I went on a Wild West adventure. I flew to Las Vegas to see Beatles Love. And then I got a rental car and I spent three weeks driving all over the Western United States. I saw the Hoover Dam and the Grand Canyon. I even took a helicopter tour. I drove on Route 66. I ate at some old school diners. I drove and I hiked in Death Valley. When I was there, I almost got bit by a sidewinder and I walked into the middle of Badwater Basin, the lowest point in North America. I went rock climbing in Joshua Tree. I spent a few days at a spa in Desert Hot Springs. And then I ended up in LA to see family and to go to Disney and finished off the trip with a few days of work with a client out there. It was such a fun adventure and such a fun solo road trip. I spent six months planning this trip. For several reasons. And yes, I was a project management professional by trade, so it's kind of my thing to plan. But let's put that aside. First, this was a big trip, so I did have a budget, and I wanted to make sure that I saved in certain areas so that I could splurge on some very special experiences that to this day are some of my most fondest memories. Second, and just as important, was safety. I was 37 years old and single and traveling for three weeks by myself in some extremely deserted and secluded parts of the country. And this was back in 2008. So before smartphones, I had a flip phone and a Garmin. I didn't want to drive at night for safety. So I planned each day that if I was driving that day, I'd get up early, like five o'clock or even four o'clock and drive first thing in the morning so that I could spend the entire day at my destination. 
I printed everything out, everything. I had an entire binder that included maps and hotel addresses and everything. I had an itinerary on an Excel spreadsheet so that my family and friends knew exactly where I was at all times. I even bought a knife and I practiced for hours so that I could take one hand and take it from my belt and flip it open into striking position without fumbling. I even hired a trainer and I took self-defense lessons. Was this overkill? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But that level of preparation gave me confidence. And I honestly believe that having that air of confidence helped to keep me safe. Okay, so this is where I'm going into the story. And again, I ended up being perfectly safe. But I want to share a trigger warning if you wish to skip ahead about a minute or so minute, minute 15. I encountered hundreds of strangers in those three weeks. And one in particular was when I was hiking in Red Rock Canyon. There was no one around except for one man who was off in the distance and Spidey Sense went off immediately. I don't get the stranger danger vibe very often, but when that alarm goes off, I am alert. And instantly I was fully aware of my surroundings. I knew where I could run. I knew the direction of my car in the visitor center. I sized him up and I also knew that I could probably run faster than him. This was back in 2008 and I was a competitive athlete. I could hold my own. I looked him dead in the eye, at least as much as you can look at someone in the eye from a distance. And I gave him a slight head nod, one that says, I see you. I took in his entire description from his face to his hair, to what he was wearing, everything. Simultaneously, I grabbed my knife from my belt and I just started playing with it, flipping it open and closed, open and closed without even looking at it or fumbling, just playing with it. He may have given me the stranger danger vibe, but I gave him the don't F with me vibe. And after what seemed like an eternity, but was probably only a few seconds, he turned around and walked away. I didn't take my eyes off of him until I couldn't see him anymore. And as I made my way back to the car, I did a 360 scan every minute or so. Was I paranoid or was I able to avoid a bad situation? I don't know, and I never will know. But here's the thing. I had the trip planned out as much as humanly possible, but I couldn't control every single aspect of a three-week road trip adventure. I had to surrender to the fact that if something happened, whether it was getting lost or a flat tire or the hotel losing my reservation or a stranger danger with no one around, that I would be able to figure it out, that I had enough life skills to take whatever situation happened and figure it out. That I had never been on any kind of road trip of this capacity before. Yet I was completely confident that whatever unplanned thing happened on the trip, I would be able to figure it out. So let me ask you this. Why do we live our lives like we need to have it all figured out? When you get that diagnosis, it feels like you are starting at zero. Like you have reversed everything in life to go back to this place of ground zero, that this is day one. When you've received that life-altering diagnosis, it comes with turning your life completely upside down, a whole new set of doctors, a schedule change to include going back and forth to doctors or hospitals for treatments, an entirely new vocabulary, new medicines, new prescriptions, totally new changes in your body. And it feels like you're starting from zero. But is it? What happened to all of those years of life experiences? 
whether you're 25 or 65, you have a lifetime of being you. All of your life experiences, including figuring things out when they didn't quite go your way. And granted, receiving this kind of diagnosis is pretty big, and it might be bigger than anything that you have ever experienced. But you are still so much more prepared than you think you are. You are empowered with a life of experiences of figuring things out. You are empowered with a lifetime of being you. And what are the life skills that got you to where you are today? And why aren't you using all of those skills to help you navigate? So many of the women in my community become frozen after that diagnosis, unable to move. And when you're scared, you're unable to make good decisions. It's a scientific thing. When your sympathetic nervous system gets turned on, your fight, flight, or freeze, your amygdala hijacks your brain and your decision-making ability it just gets thrown out the window. And one way to counter this is to focus on the life skills that you do have and transferring those skills to empowering yourself with that diagnosis. And one thing that you can do today is to take action. Create an inventory of all the life skills that you have to help you on this journey. Even if they seem small or insignificant, everything counts. Because all of those life skills, they add up, they build up on top of each other so that you are prepared. And when you have that fortitude, that mental strength, you shift from being scared to being confident to navigate this new path. Your road trip in life may have some stranger danger in front of you, but you've got this. You've got this. You are more prepared for this than you think. And if anything that I said today resonates with you, if you want to find out how much gratitude and grit that you have, be sure to take the quiz and you can find that at pinkfortitude.com slash quiz. And the link is also in the show notes. And when you take the quiz, you'll receive personalized gratitude and mindset resources to get you started to reverse the cycle of disease and to take control of your health and your life. That's pinkfortitude.com slash quiz. And if you're willing to raise your hand and say, I am ready to do what it takes, but I need someone to help me get there, then it's time to chat. I'm here to be your gratitude coach and your mentor, and I'm super excited to be on this journey with you. So thanks for tuning in to another episode of Gratitude Builds Fortitude. It has truly been my honor to spend this time with you, and I'll see you next week. We have some real talk here for a minute, just between us girls. Can we have a conversation about what the end of the day looks like? I'm talking about that moment when you've crossed off all the things on your list. Okay, they're not all completed, but you're done for the day. And when I say done for the day, I mean you are done. And you sit on the couch to actually relax for a few minutes before bedtime. You know that moment of pure bliss when your bum hits the couch cushion and then you sit back in this heap of exhaustion. You pull the blanket over your legs literally breathe for the first time all day. And it's not, it's not even one minute later. And it's your spouse. Hey, hon, your kid, mom, or you pick up the phone to scroll on social media. And then your boss sends you an email you need to respond to, or you see something that like, oh shoot, I forgot to do something that can't wait for tomorrow. And then the dog's doing the potty dance because spouse or kid never took them for a walk, even though you asked them to. And it's that moment that you feel this resentment fill your body. And then you probably feel guilt on top of it because this is the life that you've always dreamed of. 
You've got a great career and a great family. So you might be wondering, why do I feel so drained? Why is my life sucking every ounce of energy out of my body? I'm here to tell you that the world is not going to crumble if you say yes to yourself. But you will eventually crumble if you don't. You deserve to take care of yourself and your health. And it begins by saying yes to you, which is probably the hardest yes that you're ever going to say. And that's why I created a very special private podcast series. It's called Your Comeback Experience. And it's specifically for you, the woman who has a track record of success in everything that you do, but you are burned out and something's still missing. And somewhere along the way, your health got pushed to the side. It's a secret podcast, meaning it's not public. You need to have an invitation to access it. And I want to invite you. So to get this free private podcast delivered right to your inbox, click on the link in the show notes or go to podcastholly.com. Super easy to remember, podcastholly.com. The link is also in the show notes.